0: one good morning good afternoon good evening no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this and welcome to the podcast that has been quarantined what up norman i don't know which one it is but (laughs) (laughs) but uh you tuned into another episode of it's a black and white thing i am one half of the dynamic duo i'm a1 please remember you can go to soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars to check out every episode of it's a black and white thing Um, You can also check us out by going to iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, search hashtag Brains and Bars to find every episode of It's a Black and White Thing. Um, And yeah, that's how you can find us and check us out. So, like I said, I'm one half of the dynamic duo. Um, Joining me is my
1: homie, my ace, A-War. What's good, man? What's good, bro? It is good to be back, and even though it's under these... um... Uh, conditions. Um, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be chopping it up with you. Um, looking forward to you saying something ridiculous and me shaking my head at it. And now, since we're on video, the people can actually see the expressions that I have when I have to listen to these takes and these just, yeah. Anyways, so, so I, I can't <laughs> wait for people to be able to see this. I mean, you know,
0: I don't think I'm going to be the one supplying the outlandish takes here because we have a special guest in the building, and he is known. That's that's true. Yeah, he's known for supplying a couple of takes that I have you scratching your head. Um, It is Carmelo Anthony Apologist, Mm. um, Mr. Tampa himself, Loso's in the building. What's good, man?
2: What's good, man? The first episode of Black, White, and Hispanic thing (laughs) podcast here (laughs) in the flesh, man. I'm ready, bro.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, also, I forgot because I'm rusty because I haven't done this in like two months. But you can also check us out on Twitter and Facebook by searching at Brains and Bars. Hit us up with any comments, uh, questions, even concerns you might have about the show. We're, we're, we're open to listening and dialoguing on the treasure trove of topics. So also, even though we're not at the Humble Ones abode, I want to shout him out. Shout out to the homie B. Harris. Um, you can check him out by going to his YouTube page. It's Puss in Boots Gaming, the S's are fives. He has a new video up um, today that he put up called What the Antique Kind of Shhh Is This? Um, <laughs> Horrors episode two. So go check that out, man. He streams games. He plays games. He is a scary game god. So go check him out, man. Lay it down. Shout out to the homie B. Harris, man. All right. So if you are first time listening to the show, welcome. We appreciate you checking us out. Uh, we normally start this show, this podcast, with what I have learned this week. Um, and I'm going to be brief, man. Um, this is what I've learned over the last two months, because we have gone from being a country that was had a bunch of normalcy to coronavirus quarantining. And um, I saw a tweet in the midst of this coronavirus that said, we are fighting two battles. It is the, it is the coronavirus and stupidity. Um, every day I get on the internet and I see, read, watch someone doing something incredibly stupid. Um, and I just go like the end of the world is going to happen because of people's stupidity. Like that's, (laughs) we're all going to die because of people's stupidity. That's what it's going to come down to. So that's what I learned this week. I won't bore you with any tales. Um, all I would say is this, I'm going to give you a five-step plan when you go grocery shopping, doing an (laughs) epidemic, five-step plan when you go grocery shopping, number one, Build a budget, accord or uh, build a budget of what you want to buy, right? Map mm-hmm. out your store so that mm-hmm. you can get in and out as fast as possible. If you okay. get stuck on wanting on what you want to buy, keep your cart out of the way so people who know what they want can get uh-huh. in and get out. I had to All wait right. like three minutes while homie was going was deciding which Kilbasa he wanted. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when you stand in line, keep your distance, yo. Keep your distance. People all up on my back. I'm like, I know you know we supposed to be social distancing, six feet apart. All right, that's number three. <laughs> I, I That's like four. That's four. I forget what the fifth was. I forget what the fifth was. <laughs> the fourth was oh, I'm driving the
1: wrong yeah, way up the That was literally like just two, bro. Like No, I on, gave man. you three.
0: So one is one is budget. One is budget. <laughs> yeah. Map out the store. Okay, if you okay. get stuck on what you want to buy, move your car Move your cart. Oh, the lines are long. That's the number four. The lines are long. Uh So when you park you you're gonna be into the aisles. Keep your car in the center of the aisle so people can get around you and get Uh what they need. And number five is keep your distance. Bonus one. Stop driving the wrong way up the up the parking lots, man. That that really frustrates me. Like I don't have a gun, but I wanna get a gun and shoot people when I see them driving up the wrong way. Because you're hindering it it's a super, super pet peeve of mine. So that's what I
1: learned this week. So yo check out. I can I can I can solve all of those issues for you. What's that? Send your wife. Just send your wife. I can't send my wife. You
0: so remember, so for those who it's don't know, my wife free. had to have a kidney you know
2: transplant.
0: <laughs> no, no, she had to have a kidney transplant. So she she her immuno 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 she's immunodeficient, is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Oh okay. So I go to the store, I take that risk because I'm I have two functioning kidneys. She now the thing that she does for me is she she puts the list together so that I can walk through the store in that Ooh. in that path, like you're gonna go here first, then boom, 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 boom. So she's helping your boy get in and out as fast as possible. That's her contribution. So that's what I learned so, this
1: week. Yeah, so yeah. like when you're at the grocery store and like and you just pass like the milk or whatever, and you see it on the list and it says milk, and you're like, cool, bet, you grab it. And then the next one says Oreos, and you look, and Oreos is right there. You just like, inside, you like, I love my wife. Like, this is so cold how she knows where everything is. You know what
0: everything is. And if I get stuck on something, I'll, she's one phone call away. She's like, yeah, go aisle three. It's right there in the Mexican aisle between boom, boom. I'll bet it up. Cool, we got that thing. Fire. So she holds Fire. it down. You know, she, She's she, uh, Bill Parcells talks about buying the groceries, right? She puts the list together. I go buy the groceries, so she's the GM. I'm the, she's Shout the president. To, I'm the yeah. GM. Shout
1: out to Bill Parcells, much better, uh, quote than Kevin Gates's.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's not <laughs> Kevin Gates with that quote. That was uh, a, Mar-ion, <laughs> wasn't it? That's a Marion, right? Eating groceries, the Eating groceries bar. Oh. I thought it was a Marion, was the originator of that. With you <laughs> uh, name Chris Brown? Oh, see?
1: See, I, I'm already losing. I thought it was a Kevin Gates thing. Nah, nah, I think that's Omarion. No, no, no,
2: no. Kevin Gates was just no groceries at all. <laughs> it was just a line by itself.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. Anyways. All right, man, that's- so. This is a family show? Me and that rant. Yeah, it's all a family right, so show. So, Award, ward we normally go, what are you looking forward to? There's not a whole lot to be looking forward to,
1: but. You got anything? To do? Are you serious? I'm looking forward to the stupidity, like you said. What you <laughs> learned is that the world's gonna end. That, okay, will we have? Will we even have a versus Instagram Live challenges without the quarantine?
2: Mm, nope. I don't
1: think so. Nah.
2: No. no.
1: I mean, look the memes, the everything we're getting from this entertainment wise, like specifically <laughs> stay at home for all the, oh, the stupidity is so oh. beautiful. I love it. That's what I'm looking forward to this week. More stupid. I'm looking forward to the one draft picked on Thursday, you know, where where it's just a room full of a hundred people or something like that. You just, you know, or something like that. They get drafted and it pops up and they're just like partying and it's super like non social thing <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> Bro, Something's did you see gonna happen? Did you see the Teddy, uh the Teddy Riley and babyface part two when they try to get it together and it took them like 15, 20 minutes to get the pinned
1: tweet up?
2: Yo, that <laughs> Yo, is hilarious How
1: many picks Does happens in the NFL draft Before you see like A a, a, a college kid With a with a quarantine mask on When it when it films When, when he's getting picked He's like <laughs> That'd be sweet
0: Yeah, I just want to thank God You know what I'm saying Like this is a big day for me Bro, I'm yeah. telling you So they they have already so, You know what, I'll save it I'll save it We're going to get there We're going to get there uh-huh. So I'm going to save that Alright, so Looking forward to More
1: craziness Anything else? Before we get going, I didn't because, like you said, we it's been a minute. So, I'm award.com. Hit me up on there, follow me on all your social media. Loso, shout out all your social media or shout out your website or whatever. Let people know where to follow you.
2: You go ahead and follow me at Loso.official, but lo- just go to the website everythingloso.com and you literally can get everything music, merch. Uh, we have hoodies up for sale that have been selling crazy right now. Man, go ahead and copy. Can you it get it, a large hoodie? You can't get a long hoodie. You can't. What's up, You can't get everything Well, so all right. You can't get a hoodie, though. You can't get a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to get a full soul T-shirt. That is available, a Just let me yeah. send me a label, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again for being on the show, bro. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, mm-hmm. so y'all can hit us up. What you learned during this pandemic, what you've learned this week, hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what you learned. All right, man, let's go ahead and jump into it. So you guys are battle rappers, right? This is what you are known widely to the public as being. And uh, this pandemic has been um, not good for you guys. You guys had a bunch of battles lined up um, that you were scheduled to do, had your schedule. Y'all had a tour. um, Tour. And this COVID-19 has wiped out a lot of stuff, man. So how are you guys staying busy uh, through this and, and trying to be productive and still keep your names out there? With
1: all this stuff going on. Uh, you know, basically go ahead, Lazo.
2: Yeah. Um, so obviously there's there's things online that we could all do. So we've been doing online battles, A. Award and I, we did, just did a two-on-two with K-Shine and DNA. Um, you know, for Easter, I put out a spoken word that did really well. Um, you know, and we got some we got some other stuff going on. We're trying to put out some music. We've been selling out, we've been selling merch. Uh, so really just, I mean, Instagram live interviews. I think this has been a good time for like the masses to kind of just get to know us um, apart from battle rap, and kind of just really get to know our personality. That's been that's probably been one of the biggest uh, things that I've been um, really taking away from from this situation. I've done literally like five or six Instagram live interviews. And uh, as you know, it hasn't been on like huge platforms, but it has been in like these like small little pockets that I think. Later on, obviously, I can capitalize off. But uh, all in all, I mean, I'm literally with my wife 24-7 now, where, you know, obviously before, I mean, you know, me and Ward, we were literally scheduled for a tour that was going to keep us out for, what, maybe eight consecutive weekends, I think, eight or nine consecutive weekends. So, and that's not including battle rap gigs that we had. So for this specific season, man, God slowing everything down, me being uh with my wife twenty four seven. I've gotten extremely good at Scrabble and Scategories. And so uh, you know, if nothing else works out from there, I definitely will be joining some tournaments in, in those in those aspects. But yeah, it's been good, man.
1: That's what's up, Lord. Yo, A one, have you ever played Scategories before? Never. Okay. Oh my right. goodness. Had to, I had to introduce you to Scategories, man. Um All right. You know, uh, just kind of piggyback off what uh what Loso said. Um, I was talking to the uh, Saga earlier, who's an uh, another battle rapper that's a part of our horseman group, and I uh, I was telling him, man, like it took the quarantine for me to realize how trash of an artist I am, um, because I mean, just like that, if if I'm not doing shows, like I'm not making any money as an artist, you know. And on the contrary, there's opposite. There's there's artists that you know like let's say like a little Dickie or something like that for instance you know like he was like an artist and i would assume that i've never really seen him going out and doing shows but he probably makes a lot of money just sitting behind his laptop creating videos creating content getting streams you know like i'm kind of the opposite the only way i make money as an artist is to go out and do shows do events spoken word gigs battles and stuff like that so so all he did was put in perspective like yo if something was to happen and I wasn't able to travel let's let's say I, I was lost my job and I had to get a new job and then the hours are different you know like yeah. how how is it that I'm going to you know continue to do this and so it's kind of motivated me to do some other other things you know um, I think what Loso said was right people are going to get to see our um, personalities trying to film videos trying to do different things I know Loso has been TikToking away, you know, and <laughs> doing different videos Very on TikTok true. and stuff. And, like, people are seeing Loso in, you know, different light, you know, more humorous, just kind of casual, whatever. Yeah. So um, it's had pros and cons. Of course, we would love to do our tour. We would love to, you know, keep doing that. But um, it also puts us some things in perspective in, like, what Loso said, me being able to be at home with my wife, spend more time spend weekends, you know, kind of just, um, you know, put our focus and our priorities elsewhere. So. That's what's up. That's what's up.
0: Cool, cool. Um, yeah, man. Like, first of all, let me shout out the other members of the Horseman while we think while we while we are speaking of them. Um, shout out to the homie Street. Um, Street just had a feature verse that is crazy. Um, on the record with Dre South. I don't I don't know if it just dropped today. I just saw Street's verse today called Out of Stock. That's on YouTube. You can check that out. Um, Saga and New Jersey Twerk just dropped. Uh, was it Bad versus Evil? Good versus Evil? right? Little mini movie on Charlie Clips TV. So, I mean, that just dropped, like, about uh, about two hours ago. Um, and that mug is fire. Like, shout out to Twerk. Shout out to Saga. Uh, really dope. Also, you two. Um, the hottest two-on-two group in the game right now. Much talked about. You know, um, you guys have a fire two-on-two on a league that shall not be named um, versus uh <laughs> Uh, Geechee, Gotti and B Dot, very fire two on two, and then on Charlie Clips TV. Also, you guys also have a a battle with the legendary N W X, um, the the widely considered the goats of two on two battling of this era, at least depending on how you want to break that down or what your mm-hmm. disabilities are. So, um, shout out to all you guys staying busy, doing music, doing your quarantine thing. Um, yeah, man, I, I encourage y'all, man, go check it out. Like I said, that the bad versus evil joint is fire. Y'all two and two is fire. Street had one of the most creative quarantine battles to drop yep. versus Sharon. So you guys are staying busy. Salute to y'all, man. But that's the bar side. Let's get into this, this brain side. Let's get into these, these sports. So um, let's start with uh, with uh, the last dance. First two episodes dropped. Um, that's this past Sunday and Then for the next four Sundays We're going to get two more episodes a week um, First of all, shout out to ESPN for doing it that way uh, I think in this era of binge watching And dropping everything at once um, I like the fact that they are giving us something to look forward to You don't have all the episodes available to you So mm-hmm. I think that was a wise decision on their part And it's going to be a ratings blockbuster every week Especially during this time but with that said, man, what are your th- your initial thoughts on the first two episodes and what you saw?
2: I loved it, man. I am, um, I'm a guy, obviously Jordan was playing when I was young, but I was not watching uh, the NBA at the time. And so I was kind of, you know, around the Kobe Shaq era. But um, I always asked myself, I always had the question, man, like how do you win three championships and then, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously I knew what happened with Kobe and Shaq, but I always ask that question, what happened with the Bulls? And it seems like we're obviously getting that answer now um, with uh, decisions that were made after that. But um, I love it. I love the fact that, you know, uh, we're getting to see Jordan. Um, and not just I, – I don't know. I know a lot of people feel like it's still trying to protect his legacy. But just statements like, you know, that Jordan's saying, yo, um, when you think of – when you speak of me, make sure you mention Scottie Pippen. Like right there, lets him know, like, oh, he's human, you know what I'm saying? And, and he didn't do everything by himself, no matter how much we, we like to, you know, tell that to ourselves. But um, I'm loving the episodes, man. I thought the first two episodes were done very well. I love how they're not just even going chronological order, like, throughout the information. Like, they're jumping back and forth, right? Like, you see the little timeline, like, the 1987. Then they're uh, 1996, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going back and forth. And at first, it was a little, like, weird how they were doing it, but um, but it was interesting, though. You know what I'm saying? It keeps you... It keeps you hanging. Okay, cool. That's what happened with Scotty at the end. Then they're like flash forward and then you're like, oh, okay, this is how. So I'm loving how they're doing it, man. I love what you just said, too. They're giving you two episodes every week. Um, And the ratings are up, bro. So I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. What's to come for it?
1: All right, Roy, what about you? You know, um, so forgive me. I only watched the second episode. I missed the first episode. I was busy playing NBA 2K. Shout out to – my my player that I just created, he's he was rookie of the month this year, so or you know this this month, so and shout out to him, um, and shout out to Lostover so for holding me accountable. Uh, you know he he basically like texted me and said, "Why are you not watching?" You know, the last dance or whatever, and uh, it kind of convicted me. So um, so I did catch I did catch episode two. Um, I think people um. Need to understand that I'm not a Scotty Pippen fan, right? Well, so I'll,
0: okay, go ahead, go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going.
1: I've never been a Scottie Pippen fan, right? I, I tweeted something out that was pure sarcasm. <laughs> it was, out, it was, I mean, it was outlandish, right? So it it had no validity to what I tweeted, but you know how they say, like every joke, there's like a little bit of a truth to it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that—that's how I feel about Scottie Pippen, right? I feel like I feel like Carmelo Anthony's a better basketball player than Scottie Pippen facts i think that's i, I i'd agree to that i agree to that okay. it's hard for me to put carmelo anthony in top 50 players of all time wow so i think
0: for that time i think scotty is you gotta put scotty in the top 50 i think if you do that like is he like yeah. 40 to 50 yeah i think I think in this age, he's probably forty to fifty if he's on the list, right? Because I'm not trying to run down, you know, the fifty greatest right. players. Now we're talking yeah, about yeah. generations. But I think yeah. if you come back in like even twenty more years, right, and you have like the, the good thing for Scotty is I think that that anniversary was on the fiftieth anniversary of the league. The rings—that's the good thing for Scotty. The rings. Well, not only that, but I think I think that it. In a in seventy five, when they get twenty five, when they get to the seventy fifth anniversary, like Scotty's always going to be there, but he'll always be on the back end of that. Um, mm-hmm. What Scotty provided to the Bulls was invaluable. I think you see that when they talk about Scotty being out the first like couple mm-hmm. of months of that that last season. You see Steve Kerr say Scotty was the glue. Like I look at I look at Scotty kind of like an evolutionary Draymond Green. Because Raymond Green was, is, I don't think he'll ever be the scorer that Scotty was. Um, I don't think he'll ever be kind of like the point man that Scotty was. But I mean, in terms of versatile defender, incredibly smart on the defensive end, but also kind of that Swiss Army knife that could do whatever they needed him to do in that moment. If you needed Scotty to initiate offense, he could do that. Um, he could get his own shot somewhat. He wasn't the greatest at it, but right. he could get his own shot. He could work from the post and pass from the post. So I mean, his game was it. W- when MJ says like Scotty was the perfect running partner for him, he was, you know, because he's taking on. Now, granted, MJ great defensive player, you know, multiple time first team All NBA. But I probably would take Scotty as the better defender because he could guard multiple positions. You know, like, I watched game seven of the 98 Eastern Conference Finals against the Pacers, and, I mean, he's guarding uh, Mark Jackson. He's chasing around Chris Mullen. If, like, if a defensive switch happens, right, he's chasing Reggie Miller. He's hanging with uh, Chris Mullen. Um, so he's jumping around these different players where they were, I don't want to say hiding Jordan on Chris Mullen, but they did want him to expend the energy to chase Reggie, um, and they wanted the length. Of Scotty to really bother Mark as they try to initiate offense. So, yeah, man, I he's going to be on the back end of those great players, but he's a great player. And when you tweeted that at first, boy, I was about to get. So, on I think uh, I, so
1: I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure if people knew that. Like Scott Van Pelt's ESPN came on right after, and they were going. So did did you understand the correlation with my tweet?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I did. Oh, were well, you talking about the the hundred twenty second? You talking about his salary? Salary. So that's the only oh, right, reason why right, right.
1: Yeah. I obviously mentioned Andre Roberson is because, you know, like right afterwards, ESPN comes on. They're talking about Scotty. Like, did he, like, he literally signed like a rookie contract? It was like seven years, right? Wasn't it like. So here's the context of that. So the deal was actually
0: five years, 18 million. But because okay. he negotiated it while he was still under contract, basically they just tacked the extra two years on it. And I read an article that talked about. He signed it during their second run or their, their second championship, right? So, and the because of salary cap reasons and the way they set it up, they basically front-loaded the contract. So, like, they started giving him new money within that current rookie deal. So he got new bread right up front, right away. And so it, it ended up being kind of like an eight-year, $15 million deal. But if you look at, if you look at what, what the top players were being played paid like Scotty probably would have got somewhere. I mean, the only, the the most he would have gotten is maybe 25 to 28 million. Like I couldn't see him making 30 and getting right a year because like the top salary at that time was only 3 million. So, and I think like there was a player like Patrick Ewan or somebody was like up there, like seven. So you had one guy who was making seven and everyone else was kind of like in that three range. So I could have seen Scotty, falling somewhere between five, five and a half million per year versus that five
1: years, 18. I also thought it was interesting just seeing like Bill Winnington and like uh, Klein and, you know, just Paxton and some of these guys. And you're looking at these guys and you're just like, yo, this looks like the most unathletic basketball team ever to be put on court. You know, (laughs) like it's just kind of like, but it is good. I mean, I, I like your comparison to Draymond Green. You know, Scotty and Draymond have a lot in common. They both only have rings because they played with one of the greatest players ever, and they both have ties to Steve Kerr. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I think solid.
0: So, let me ask y'all this: Do y'all blame? So, knowing Scotty's situation, right? One of twelve kids, father paralyzed, brother paralyzed, um, living in Arkansas, coming from poverty. Do you blame him for taking the deal when he did it? Or would nah, you have, would you have held out?
2: Nah I no, I mean it, it depends. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assess a situation like this. Scotty obviously didn't have people around him who knew what they were talking about. It's just no way. No way they could have been, yo, Scotty, if you hold out, you would have had like they would it's it's just no way he would have saw the numbers of what could have been and said, nah, like, I think this was, this what was presented to him. He took the money because of his situation, which I totally understand. Uh, But then at the same time, I I know, I know everybody on Twitter was like, yo, how could, how could the, uh, the organization do this? How how come Jordan didn't say anything? All this other stuff. And I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, Pippen is a grown man. He's in the NBA. He made that decision. He's responsible for it. And so, you know, I I really didn't fault anybody. I just kind of looked at it like, you know, Pippen did what he thought was the best decision at the time.
1: And I'm not sure how much is attributed to, like, I mean, he, he went to central Arkansas, you know what I mean? Like he, I mean, I don't know that he, he's not being coached by, you know, uh, Roy Williams or, or, you know, Dean Smith, you know, he's not being, and I don't know that there's that much, you know, tutelage or nobody brought him under his wing and said hey you know here's what's going to happen next you know you're an MBA type player you know you're going to go to the NBA this is what's going to approach you this is the stuff you're going to have to think about you know so you know I mean there might have been some advantages to maybe playing on a, on a bigger a bigger school or, or, or kind of being more you know ready for those kind of conversations but why why are you mad at the Bulls I mean the Bulls like isn't that you're supposed to do as a business and an organization is Literally, like you know how many agents are screwing teams out of money? So the they're they're probably getting you know they're probably, why not? Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bro, listen. If if y'all are negotiating a deal with with John John or and and Organic, and they like yo, let's talk money, and y'all say well, we'll take five hundred. Like Organic I and mean, I'm gonna be like, are you sure? Would you like yeah, yeah, yeah. more money,
1: sir? They're gonna be like, we're paying such and such. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't think. So the thing I will say though, uh, to that point though, A is that like, the owner said it was a bad deal. His agent told him it was a bad deal. He still chose to sign it, um, and I think
1: Scotty was being, he was not, he was not thinking. Uh, hey looking for either scotty had a scotty had a girl that knew something about him or he owes somebody some money or something <laughs> oh he's taking care of
0: 13 people yeah, yeah. like he's trying to he's trying to he's not thinking you know long term he's thinking in the short term i need this bread
2: Back. i got
0: 12 13 people two two handicapped people in arkansas that i'm trying to take care of and yeah. so i think I, I think here's the thing though I don't want to ever see these people on Twitter saying Dang man it's messed up what happened to Scotty then turn around and be like he signed for how much that's why they signed for all that's why they're trying to get everything they can because the organizations at the end of the day it's a business to them and for Scotty obviously it became super personal he started wilding out and tripping and going real hard on Jerry Krause mm-hmm. which I want to I want to turn the lens on him so I don't I'll, pres- I'll present my kind of feelings on Jerry Krause and y'all can chime in. I feel like Jerry Krause is getting a bad rap. Uh, Michael Jordan is – Jerry Krause has passed. He's not here to defend himself. And since Michael Jordan was not a fan of him, he's taking the opportunity to let the ratchet sing on his name and just, just talk bad about him. Jerry Krause found Phil Jackson. He wasn't around for Mike. He wasn't there to, to draft Mike, but he, he made the trade for Scotty. He got Horace Grant. He brought in Dennis Rodman. He got Steve Kerr. Like he put the team together, and I understand that that suits don't. You know, I think Michael said in his Hall of Fame speech, the suits aren't the one playing in the flu game,
2: right? Yeah, the organization like
0: one sacrificing on the floor, but he put the squad together. Phil Jackson was nobody, and it was at his suggestion that that brought him here. So I feel like Jerry Krause. Maybe not a people person, which is you know that has its pros and its cons. But I feel like if Jerry Krause were alive and running the Warriors, right, or if this Bulls dynasty was happening now, he could be a superstar. Because look at what we've done with the Warriors, with their owner and their GM—they're the star. Danny Ainge is a star, right? Like all these guys are are highly regarded and 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 put on these pedestals for the moves they make. So I like I said, Jerry Krause maybe not a people person, um, but I feel like he's getting a little bit of a bad rap from Mike, um, whose insane uh, will to win is both to his as uh, both a positive and a negative. I guess I put it that way. So what y'all think about Jerry Krause?
2: Until last night, I really didn't think anything of him. Right? Like, oh, not last night. I'm sorry. Until the airing of of. The last dance, I didn't think anything of Jerry Krause. Um, but uh, I hear what you're saying, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and try to uh, think about what you said. That's those are really good points, right? Like, I mean, he did put together and he was he's responsible for three, I mean, both of those three peeps, correct? Right? Those three peeps, I got you. So, so he did put, to, I mean, I do don't get me wrong, I side with the players, I side with Jordan on the statement, yo, or I organizations don't win championships, right? Like, I, and I've even heard um, Urban Meyer say, like, yo, we all, the greatest coaches in the world know it's about personnel. You know what I'm saying? It's like the people that you put on the field, the people that you put on the court. So um, I do agree that the organizations did make the moves. But, yeah, Jordan did have to go out there and be Jordan. You know what I'm saying? He had to be Jordan. But. Um, the way that the documentary is shaping, granted, there is a villain. There's a there's a clear-cut evil guy in this movie, you know what I'm saying? And um, with that being said, I, I mean, I wouldn't need to watch the whole thing, but there needs to be some sort of justification as to why he was looking to go ahead and split up the bulls after the second three people. Maybe he probably knew, like, yo, we're barely even making it to the – I mean, I don't even know how that's the reason, like, hey, you won a championship. But, I mean, towards the end of this documentary, I think I would be able to go ahead and, and give a better opinion on Jerry Krause. But just from what I'm seeing, like, that seems to be the biggest thing. Like, everybody on Twitter was like, yo, how stupid could you be to want to go ahead and, and break up this, this dynasty, yada, yada, yada. Um, but with that being said, bro, I mean, you see that with – a bunch of documentaries where it's like and I mean just one that I'm thinking of right like NWA made Jerry Heller out to be an evil guy right but on the flip side like hey if we hear from his perspective Jerry Heller may be like yo do you know how much money I fronted up do you know how much yada yada, yada? like we don't know at the end of the day um so I hear what you're saying I, I, I do give him kudos to that but on the flip side bro I honestly man like he just needs to there needs some there needs to be some sort of justification as to why he wanted to go ahead and break up that dynasty towards the end
0: i got a rebuttal for you but i'm gonna get the we'll get the
1: war first Yeah, yeah. no um you know the whole organizations don't win championships i mean i don't necessarily uh subscribe to that um i, I think that you know um if the best players of all time won championships, you know, then Dan Marino would have a Super Bowl ring. Um, so I think that, you know, organizations have something to do with winning championships. I think that even Michael Jordan said whenever he traded Charles Oakley, you know, for Bill Cartwright or whatever, it's probably not something Michael Jordan would have came to the front office and said, Hey, get rid of Charles Oakley, you know, and give me Bill Cartwright. That's what I need to win a championship.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: like, so there, so, you know, Michael Jordan did say like, he, he understood at the trade time what, you know, what, what Krause was doing. Like He was like, Oh, I see what you're doing. Even though Oakley's my guy, you know what I mean? So I think that it, you know, I think that it's hand in hand and it kind of parallels with, you know, battle rap, you know, where people always say, is it the leagues or is it the battlers, you know, like, you know, who who puts on these crazy events, you know, like no or whatever. Is it made because it's URL or is it made because it's Sue surf versus Did Diddy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think that, you know, I think that Loso and John are. John,
2: Loso and John John, like who was more important for bullpen? Well, we know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's a chicken or the egg thing, right? Yeah. That's a great question. Uh oh, did we lose war? You still there?
2: I'm here. I don't know about war.
0: Yeah, that's – yeah, he froze. I'm going to give him a second. So, I'm going to throw a rebuttal to you right quick and see Please, please. All right. So, you said a lot of people, including yourself, were wondering why they were trying to blow this up, right? Yeah,
2: because they they haven't answered that question yet, right? They threw it out there, and we're going to see exactly what transpired.
0: So, I am curious to see when they get to the end. So, I went back and watched that Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against – uh, the Jazz, or uh, not the Jazz. I'm sorry, the Pacers. Yeah, we did lose him I'm gonna see we get them back here in a second. Um, and like you see a team that is broken down, that's old. So like, I'm going to list for you the most important Bulls in that game. Right, number one, mm-hmm. the most important Bull in that game was Tony Kukoc. Sure. Tony, if without Tony Kukoc, they more than likely don't win that game. Um, Tony Kukoc in the third quarter goes off for 14 points. He goes five for five from the field. Um, I think he had a couple of free throws, free throws in there too. He also made that helped them. They were they had the lead at half, but they helped them extend the lead. And when the Pacers in the fourth quarter when they cut into that lead, um, his without his contributions they don't get it. I think Scotty comes next because of what he did defensively on Mark Jackson. He made it very hard for them to get into the offense. Then I go Michael Jordan, who did not play well in that game. Yeah, Um, Offensively, just wasn't good. And really, at the end of the game, he basically – he just drew a lot of fouls and was able to get to the free throw line. Like, he wasn't that Jordan that we think of, of, yo, down the line, is clutch shot making, yada, yada, yada. He wasn't that guy. Um, That team was old. Uh, These guys were – 11th year, 12th year in the league, Jordan was 34 and was looking his age, right? Like, all these years in a row of making these runs, like, it wears down on you. And I don't – I think people assume that the Bulls would have won again in 99, and I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Jordan was
2: 35.
0: Say it again? Jordan was 35, correct? I thought it was 34, but either 34 or 35. Yeah.
2: But I'm just saying,
0: like, even though the 99 season is short because of the – uh it gets put, cut short because of the lockout. That might have been a, a, a little bit of a saving grace for the Bulls. But, like, you're talking about in 99, I think that's the Spurs championship. So, you're talking about young Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Sean Elliott, uh, Avery John. Like, I don't think the Bulls are going to be able – and they had – they couldn't stop Rick Smiths, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they were struggling with Rick Smiths. What are you going to do now when you got the Twin Towers – a young, like I said, a third-year player in Duncan and a vet like David Robinson to contend with on the block. Like I just yeah. don't know if they were going to do it. So I think the time it was, he might have cut it a year too early. But it's I would rather you be a year early than a year late.
2: Okay. But my my only thing, I, and I feel that, Carlos. But in what in what mindset do you have to be in to not want to hit triangle and say, "Yo, let's just run this back." You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even – like, think about it, bro. Like, even when the Warriors lost to the Cavaliers, right, in game seven. Yeah. I'm thinking the whole time, right, before Kevin Durant, before Kevin Durant was a possibility, I'm thinking, yo, run it back. You guys were a couple seconds away from repeating, and you didn't have Bogut, and you didn't and – and Draymond got suspended. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my thing is, like, there was so many – like, you were literally a couple seconds away you don't even have to think about blowing up the team for any any other reason right but um so so if the bulls win in the championship i mean granted i mean i don't know what the spurs were looking like the year before i don't know if everybody just assumed like yo they're coming they're on the rise right now um i don't know you know uh what the eastern conference was looking like as well but my only thing is like Yo, it, it, it still doesn't make sense. Like, even when we say, like, Jordan was looking old, I'm pretty sure he won the MVP that year at 35. He yeah. won the finals MVP, right? He won an NBA championship. I'm pretty sure he was – I mean, I I mean, if we go down those accolades that year at 35, that's why everybody's saying – I mean, me and you even spoke about this. We were like, yo, everybody's – uh going crazy about what LeBron's doing at age 35. But we've seen a 35-year-old do this. Now, we didn't see a 35-year-old in year 17 do this. But we did see a 35-year-old man exceed these expectations. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I only, man, and I feel you. I feel you. If if Jerry Cross is taking into consideration legacy, if he's saying, yo, you know what? To protect this brand, I'm going to go ahead and cut it short. Well, you know, I mean, again, I'm not one of those people who think that six for six is better than six for seven. I'm, I'm just not. You know what I'm saying? I think Jordan gets to another finals. That's okay. Jordan gets to another finals. And if he loses to the Twin Towers, he loses to the Twin Towers. But, you know, that's just me, though.
0: Nah, bro. A huge part of Jordan's legacy is the fact that he has never lost a championship. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean,
0: like, if he does go six for seven, um, it doesn't tarnish his legacy as yeah. much as we like because it's still a winning record but it yeah. definitely becomes something it becomes a talking point for those for those who would say he's not hold on one second i'm gonna yeah. pause and get uh see if we get war back gotcha all right so let it up we got we got war back um so i mean that's it for the uh for the for the for the documentary like I, we just said like LoSo, you said jerry cross is a villain next week you're going to see Someone that Michael really views as a villain, and, and Isaiah oh, yeah. Thomas, um, the director of the documentary, he even says, "Like, is there somebody who's going to be mad about how they're portrayed in this documentary?" And so he answered the question by saying, "Well, if they're mad, it's because they're being portrayed as for who they really are." And so the interviewer said, "Come on, answer the question." He goes, "Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas oh, is wow. be mad about how he's portrayed in the documentary." So I can't wait to watch the bad boy Pistons. All right, so y'all hit us up. Let us know what y'all think uh, at Brands and Bars on Facebook and Twitter about the Last Dance documentary, your takes on Scotty's contract, Jerry Krause. If you were not familiar with uh, MJ, just about what you think about Michael Jordan in in particular, Um, I went back and watched Come Fly With Me. I got that for Christmas as a seven-year-old, 1989, Come Fly With Me, and like, Michael Jordan, the, the the brilliance of Michael Jordan is that he was able to cultivate a cult of personality around his around his persona that is like dictators wish they had such positive press. Um, mm-hmm. Come fly with me is an impressive piece of pop propaganda, bro. It's everyone speaks of him glowingly. There's not a single negative thing said about him. Um, like you would think, like Larry Bird makes the statement that. After the sixty-three point game, that he saw God, the sky
2: <laughs>
0: like you would think. Like, man, there might be a chance he could be Diddy after you watch "Come Fly with Me." The way they talk to him, so <laughs> let, me, let us know what y'all think, man. All right, so let's jump into the NFL um, breaking news today. Um, Rob Gronkowski, which I found it to be interesting. Just yesterday, I saw an interview with him saying, "I'm not. I may not be done with football. Like, there's a chance I could come back, and then." This afternoon, news hits. He's requested a trade. 15 minutes later, trade done. He is officially a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He's joined his homeboy, Tom Brady, in Tampa um, as they try to, you know, I guess relive, like it's what, 1999? Is that when they won the title? 1998, (laughs) 99? No, Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's 2000, 2002. Oh
2: yeah, they were too dead. Two thousand two, my yeah.
0: yeah. my fault. fault. Two thousand two. Um, so they try to relive the old glories. Um, and so Loso, Tampa Zone, man. Like, what do? You, how do you feel right now? You get one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and one of the best tight ends of this era on your squad. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I am. So obviously, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I believe. purple. I'm your Vikings, right?
0: You're a Vikings fan. You're Vikings fan. But you root for Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, to I do, do, well. I do. I do. Right, Yeah, and, and A. Ward put me on this concept, which is okay to do. He says that you can be a fan of one team and be a supporter of another. He said there is Facts. a difference. Facts. So uh, before meeting him, I didn't know that. But now I actually – I use it in my defense of, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so I'm a supporter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I've always been. Even before knowing that term, I just always – I because it does well for the city. It sucks that Tampa, Florida – was a hockey city for so many years. I mean, we're just, it's just lightning. You know what I'm saying? Even even how the lightning games are just like uh, portrayed throughout the downtown city. However, now that Brady and Gronk, and we're not seeing it yet, obviously, because we're all in our houses, but now that Brady is here, and just the, I mean, just the, just the talk around town is just like, yo, this may be like something, may, something special may happen. And the Super Bowl's coming to Tampa. If everything goes, to, you know, everything. if everything still goes, you know, how it should, the Super Bowl's coming to Tampa. Brady's here. You got the GOAT um, quarterback. I think the GOAT tight end, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, it's special, man. You know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, there's not too many GOATs that are injury-prone, but I think Gronk is the exception to the rule. He's the first injury-prone player that is the GOAT in his position. And he's only 30. He's only 30, bro, so... I know everybody's like, yo, he retired, yada, yada. I know his 30-year-old body, though. Come on, he's younger than us, bro. He's younger than us. I know his 30-year-old body, though, may have more mileage on it than a regular 30-year-old body. But at the end of the day, he's still only 30 years old, and he's going to come back playing with his, you know, one of his best friends. And uh, I'm excited, man.
0: Wow. So I am just happened to click an article. Brady's Buccaneer merchandise sales in Tampa Bay. The first 24 hours. After the jerseys were revealed, merchandise sales rose three thousand percent. That's crazy, <laughs> and they sold yeah. more gear on Tuesday than the seventeen days before the jersey release. That's pretty crazy.
1: So let me ask you this: is oh. this um, is this is this one of the, your your classic situation where Brady walks up to uh, Godwin and he says, "Hey man, my name's Tom Brady. Um, I, I like your 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 jersey and everything." Um, <laughs> Or is that a conversation that the organization calls Godwin and says, hey, so check this out? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Godwin gave it up uh, willingly. Like he was like, yo, I'm, listen, Go More power to you, Godwin. But listen, <laughs> you wide receivers are a flash in the pan, all right? <laughs> I need <a> 500,000. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hilarious. Yeah. So I, I've said this before, man, but I feel to kind of make the Michael Jordan comparison and Michael Jordan parallel. um, I feel that we're about to experience uh, Jordan with the Wizards moment. Hmm. Like, like Brady is what, 43, going to be 44, I think, during the season. Um, Like, you can't stay on top forever. Father Tom is undefeated. He looked washed last year. I know a lot has been made of, well, he didn't have the weapons. The pocket wasn't there, yada yada yada. First of all, Tampa Bay's offensive line isn't that isn't that much better. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't care how much avocado ice cream you eat, bro. Like at a certain point, your bones, your muscles. I don't care how much plyometric exercising you do and how many resistance bands you work out
1: with. At a certain point, forty four becomes forty four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, um. I, what what i'm what I'm gathering is people are saying well look who look who he's playing, you know like the the falcons are down, the panthers are down, isn't that the you know you know what though he's he's spent twenty years playing the dolphins and the jets and the bills, yeah. like just because the falcons are panthers they're still not the dolphins and the jets yeah. and the bills, yeah. you know what I mean like that's that's the thing it's not like he's coming from you know some perennial, you know, the the NFC North or whatever, whatever the, you know. Yeah, so that's kind of a um, – it has to be exciting. You know, I know Loso, Loso, y'all got season tickets,
2: right? Season tickets, bro, $800 for both of us. and that's
0: fire. That's fire. That's a great deal.
1: Yes, yes, great deal. And he could probably sell the first game for, you know, and make half of that back just for that – Oh, Yeah. You could probably just just run that first game, get your four hundred, and then watch the rest of them for four hundred. So that's, that, that's that, a fact. Yeah, banking background coming in handy right there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not on the uh, I'm not on the train. You know what I mean? Like I, I uh, I think I think Godwin. Uh, I think Godwin benefits. I'm not, I'm not sure that Mike Evans really benefits heavily from uh from Tom Brady's acquisition. Um, Mike Evans to me is a down the field, you know, high point. Kind of guy, you know, and I think you're going to see more, you know, Godwin catching a lot of these quick two-step, three-step drop, you know, type passes or whatever from Tom Brady. Mm-hmm.
0: And what's crazy is I think Brady's going to come out and feel like he's got to prove something too, because I, yeah. I mean, obviously these guys, he's hearing the whispers that he's watched that the offense stunk last year. Um, you know, there's lots of talk. Obviously, the big, the hot talking point was Bruce Arians loves deep. Dropbacks loves to throw the ball deep. That hasn't been Brady's forte. So I, I am interested to see, now they got Gronk, they didn't get rid of O.J. Howard, maybe he gets traded during the draft this weekend. Yeah. And
2: um, is, and you have to think about it, bro, are there any tight ends in the draft?
1: There's
0: am some, oh, sure somebody from people. Iowa or Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cole Komet from Notre Dame is considered one of the big uh, prospects. I think there is a tight end from Iowa that is kind of being looked at. There's a guy from Washington whose names, like, these names are not popping off the top of my head, but, but I know no my, but
2: nobody but nobody that you're as a team you're like, yo, we gotta go ahead and grab him. like if OJ like my what I'm trying to say is that if the Bucks want to make a move on draft day for OJ, there's gonna be teams who are gonna run for him.
1: Yeah, I think there might be takers for OJ. Even Cameron Bray. Like I mean, yeah. when, I mean you're you're talking takers, but I don't think anybody's giving up anything higher than a third or fourth round pick for OJ Howard.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a third day it's gonna it'll be a third day pick. So you're yeah. talking somewhere between three and five. Yeah.
1: For OJ.
2: So, yeah, I, th-
0: I definitely think there'll be takers uh, for him if they want to move. Either one of them, like I said. Uh, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, obviously, you know, they got the NFC uh, South. So, Atlanta, Carolina, Detroit. I'm not Detroit. Um, New Orleans. North, New Orleans, sorry. Sorry, I'm looking at Detroit on the schedule. Yeah. But they, they play Detroit, Chicago, Denver, Giants, Vegas, Chiefs. So they play our division and they play the Packers
1: division. So basically, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not going to be an easy schedule. That's not.
2: That's and they not, got the Rams
1: too. I think the Rams and they got um somebody else. So it's a, it was a tough.
2: So um, yeah, that's my so, thing. I know a lot of people are saying, yo, you know what? Last year they went seven and nine Winston through 30 interceptions. Seven of those losses were literally lost by seven points or less so I mean I know that they're, they're trying to like correlate that with next year, but the only thing is like, bro, you got Mahomes coming to town, you got Rodgers coming to town. Those are your home games. Those are your home games that you need to go ahead and have shootouts to win. And it's not Winston throwing forty times, you know, obviously. But and obviously, I'm I'm pretty sure Brady's gonna be a little more accurate. But it is a tougher schedule. I do think that they are gonna be better though. I do think that the Bucs make the playoffs and. uh they might win their division, too. And that's not me even trying to jump on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm just assessing the situation. I think they win their division.
1: Oh, oh, so something happened and the Saints are not playing in the same division as them anymore?
2: They are, bro, but my thing is, like, all right, so the Saints won what, 11 games last year?
0: 13.
1: Either 12 13. or 13.
2: Yeah, they won 13 with, with, with obviously, obviously everybody else in their, their division being bad. With but, an
1: injured Alvin Kamara all year. And they missed Bra- uh, Breeze for five games.
2: Listen, you can't tell nothing to me, bro. I watched Kirk Cousins outplay Drew Breeze in the playoffs. And we beat them two times in three years in the playoffs. All I'm saying Broken is that you bring is- Brady. Broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> All right, got you. We did it twice in three you like years. like that? And so, <laughs> my only thing is, like, Brady going there, you have to – you can't just say, yo, um, nothing's going to go ahead and change the fact that you put – a 43, 44-year-old Brady in place of a, obviously, a young Winston. But, bro, he's been he's been the kryptonite for them. He's really been, even when their defense stepped it up, I mean, he's turning the ball over several times in a game. And so I have to look at it, I have to think, yo, they're going to win about nine, ten games at least, right? This is just what I'm, I'm giving them. And if that's the case, I mean, the Saints aren't going to be as dominant in their division as they were last year.
1: All right, all right, so, so, check this, so check this out. There's Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, right? And then there's Sean Payton and Drew Brees, right?
2: Like, you, gotta, you I, gotta widen that gap, you gotta widen that gap,
1: maybe here. And it's only because of the rings, right?
2: They have one Super Bowl appearance, don't they? Yeah,
1: they have a, they have a ring, they have a ring, they beat uh, Payton.
2: And they've, and they've missed the playoffs in their prime. This is true. In the NFC South. Like, is my only it? thing is, like, I don't – like, my thing is, like, don't get me wrong, Ward, I'm a, I'm a Drew Brees fan, but I just don't put Drew Brees and Sean Payton up there because they've missed the playoffs in their prime. They've only had one Super Bowl appearance. Like, I just think, like, they've they been together for so long, and they're great. But, I mean, okay. I, I, all I'm saying is widen that gap. Widen that gap a lot more.
1: Okay. I'm listening to you, right? At the same time, though, they've also played in a conference where all three of their teams that they've played in the conference with have had Super Bowl appearances in the last fifteen years.
2: Yeah.
1: So Atlanta has been to a Super except Bowl for Tampa, Carolina's, except well, I guess Tampa's for Tampa. eighteen years, right? Yeah. So so I mean, making up making up making the playoffs. If if Tom Brady doesn't play. Like with the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, I, I highly doubt he wins the division every year. And I highly doubt, you know, that they are as dominant as they are every year. You know what I mean? But that's also, I'm not going to sit here and play the if ands, or buts game. But what I'm saying is, you have a team that has been on a roll. They have arguably the best wide receiver in football, right? I agree. They, they don't even throw it to anybody else. Now they picked up Emmanuel Sanders. Now they have a healthy running back. Now, you know, they have one of the better defenses in the league, right? Um, I think they've lost a couple guys off of that defense or whatever. These guys are like – these guys are like uh, 11-12 wins is disappointing to to the Saints, Mm -hmm. even this year. You know what I mean? And the Saints are also playing, I'm assuming, the same type conferences as – you know, that's how it works, right? The Saints are going to end up playing – the Saints can score with everybody in the NFL, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they can. And they have they play on turf in the Superdome, you know, home, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. like there's there's I would argue that they it's at least a three-game gap from the wow. Saints to the Buccaneers. Interest.
2: Now, and now you're and Ward, you're saying that because of the uncertainty of Brady and Grunk, or are you saying that just based off the overall roster?
1: Okay, so so check this out. So I don't think the Buccaneers necessarily got a lot better. Ooh. The Buccaneers got a successful. lot. Wow. To, the Buccaneers got a lot like funner to watch. <laughs>
0: what yeah. I, I gotta stop you right there. I gotta stop you right there. So I disagree that they got a lot better in the fact that I think it was Loso who said they lost what a bunch of games by at least one tu by yep. at least one
2: seven t- games. Seven James games. By to one th- th-
0: all those interceptions. If Jameis protect first of all, if Jameis protects the ball a little bit better, they probably make the playoffs this year. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think if you put Brady in there, he's. I don't think I don't see Brady throwing for five thousand yards. Let's see. But I think Brady, I think Brady's
1: going to put them in the playoffs. Listen, this is not mm-hmm. when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. This is not, you know, like, yo, this is, this is a, a, a Brady who has steadily been doing this. I like,
0: agree. I said
1: Gronkowski who hasn't played in years and, and gets injured on field goal formation. Only been, only been out for one year. He just out of, year. The year before he missed how many, I mean, when's the last time he completed a full season? This is true.
2: This is true. <laughs> He's 30.
1: He got hurt in field goal formation. I
2: mean, you can't. He's the goal. He's still He's football
1: the goal. Just because it's field goal formation, still football. And what I'm saying is I'm saying we're talking about, you know, like we're not talking. so that's what I'm saying is with, with offensive line issues. Yes decision-making got a lot better or whatever mobility did not get a lot better. This is true. Okay. You know, and with an offensive line issue and with absolutely no running game, which we can get to that in this, in this draft, in the draft talk, you know, because I firmly believe they're going to have to pick up Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, or JK Rob or Dobbins in a, in a second round. They're going to have to get a early second round pick. They're going to have to get one of those guys. But like, like th- he doesn't have a Kevin Falk or a James White or a, like he does, he, he doesn't have some, it's it's just not, to me, they did not get that much better. And I think that's what you're going to see. So,
2: so, so my thing is Ward, all right, cool. Let's say you feel like they didn't get that much better, but I know you were talking about Brady's decline. Could it be that now that he's on, he has these weapons that he's going to be a better quarterback, right? Like my thing is like, he doesn't only have Julian Edelman now, right? Like he has, the the best I mean, we could argue they have the right. best wide receiver tandem, right? So we have the best wide receiver maybe, right? I mean Mike Top five. I'll you top five, yeah. So you got yeah. Evans and Godwin there. Obviously, you got Gronk. I know you're saying that Gronk is injury prone. And he hasn't played. All right, cool. In the red zone, you're still going to be panicking if you see Gronk out there, right? Like is he is he Antonio
1: Gates could roll out there tomorrow, and I'm panicking if he's in the red zone. All right. Yeah,
2: yeah. These are these are red zone. These are red zone guys that obviously know what they're doing. I know you're saying that they have no running back. Uh, Rojo, Ronald Johnson. I don't think that he's that. I mean, he's a great little pass catching back, and if they get him going, they get him going. My yeah. only thing is like. I think he's he's watching right.
1: this right now because he he's a fan of us, right? And he just heard you say he's a great little pass catching back. And yeah. he literally feels like <laughs> oh okay, wait, run. does he know us? No, I'm just saying like I'm about to say, <laughs> <"Hey>, Ronald, <laughs> I don't battle rap. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not no. what I'm saying oh, is oh, you oh, had whoa, to explain him really... in such a soft manner oh, yeah, for yeah, us yeah. to feel like he might actually get a first down.
2: Yeah, yeah. But 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 what do you at least agree though that like if you don't believe that the Bucks as a whole got better? Is Brady's play going to be significantly better than what he did last year
1: because I can't of the way? That's certain. Uh, so I tell you this much, personally, if if um, if Gronkowski had came back to the Patriots, I think Brady's play could have gotten better. Because one, I don't know that I I don't know you know coach wise how that how that lines up system wise how that lines up you know I don't I don't know you know, everybody, we're talking about the Patriots, right, who were guaranteed to lose once a year to the Dolphins in Miami. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Why? Because warm weather, you know, like now you're playing everybody in warm weather. You don't have this advantage to you at the end of the year, you know, in Foxborough. You don't, you know, I just, I think that if, I think if the offensive line can improve having Mike Evans on your team, he's going to be better. Mike Evans is better than anybody that the wide receivers of the Patriots in the last 10 years, probably mm-hmm. um, since Randy Moss. I don't think there's been a wide receiver better than Mike Evans or Chris Godwin since probably Randy Moss on the Patriots. No. But I also don't remember seeing a lot of passes that Brady threw last year to wide receivers on the Patriots that I would like, you know what, Mike Evans would have caught that or Godwin would have caught that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that off the fly, but I don't know that it was tons of drops. I think what it was, was that, he short-armed a lot, you know, he, he he overthrew a lot. He, he crumbled after three steps and just did the Brett Favre, you know, fall down and let the sack winner, you know, that's, that's just how Brady operates. Peyton Manning, he, Brett Favre made it a hot line. Peyton
0: Manning made it a hot song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Facts, facts, (laughs) facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you had to ask me, like, I'm excited to watch them play. I think it's exciting. Um, I'll go on. We're recording, right? Yep. I think Tom Brady throws an interception before he throws a touchdown. First game of, first game of the year, you know? Like, I, okay. I think what A1 and said – this is Ward
2: not even knowing who they're playing, bro. What, what That's A1 so said, disrespectful.
1: What A1 said, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's always acted like that. He comes in. He's going to try too hard. He's going to try to do too much. He, I mean, he immediately becomes player coach. He's like LeBron James now of, like – you know, of like the Buccaneers. Like, who is the Buccaneers coach? It's Bruce uh, Arians. yeah, Arians. Arians. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew who it was, but I couldn't remember his name. You know, um, yeah, I, I mean, for for the most part, you know, I, I think, I think nine and seven is a generous season. All right, so,
0: LoSo has them in the playoffs. He's got to win in the division. Yeah. I have them at the wild card.
1: You have them. I have them eight and eight, nine and seven. I don't know if that guarantees a wild card or not. So you um, have them as a fringe, as a fringe playoff team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up with the same record as they had last year, which I think was seven and nine. Yeah. Seven and nine. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so Awar
0: started this off about hot takes that make you scratch your head, make you look crazy,
1: and look look how, look how the tables have turned. I'm just, all I'm saying is Peyton Manning went to the Broncos right in yeah. his first year. In his first game, okay, <laughs> he threw seven touchdown passes and then he threw 55 touchdowns that year, right?
2: Yeah.
1: On a scale of one to ten, what is the probability of Tom Brady doing that this year? This is not the same. Uh, yeah, it's not fair. I mean, he's much
2: older. Yeah, much he's older. Much older, much, much older, And that's
1: why when you say it's like Jordan with the Wizards, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know? And people, people are looking at this like it's Kobe with Smush Parker. No, <laughs> it's not Kobe with so much part. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not. He's not going to get you to the eight seed. We're all going to be like, look, like looking. You know, I just don't see it happening.
2: I just don't. Yeah, but my thing is like, so Brady made it to what? Uh, I mean, obviously he had a bye week, right? He had a bye week last week last year, right?
0: Uh, Brady, yes. Yeah. No, 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 no! He did not. Brady had to play in the playoffs. They had to play wild card weekend. They lost to Miami and that vaulted Kansas City into the second seed.
2: So Brady lost first round to the first Titans.
0: Or they, they lost to the Titans, was, Titans in the first round.
2: I thought that was a wild. I thought that was a uh, second second round. But all right, cool. So cool, he makes it makes it to. Um, they win the division. They, they make it to the playoffs and they, they lose to the Tennessee Titans, right? Who obviously was a was a really really good team. My only thing is like them going to now, they do. I do think that the schedule is tougher, but this concept that Brady's gonna go in there and try to, you know, win games with all this. I mean, he's one of the, I mean, we we credit him for being a a smart quarterback. Like, never in his career have we ever said, yo, he's just like he's not Brett Favre on the Vikings, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though they went they made it to the NFC championship. But my thing is like, He's not just in there trying to gunsling. And and I think when he's proven something, it's just – got to think about it. Even if he goes in there and starts game management uh, – game managing, quote, unquote, and they make the playoffs and they do – like, the credit is going to be, yo, Brady made the team better. Of
0: course. Brady of course.
2: made the team better, right? Because they obviously did things now that they were not doing last year. The Bucks haven't made the playoffs since Winston joined the league. I mean, even before Winston. But Winston was there for five years, didn't get a playoff, and – you know, his counterpart, Marcus Mariota, was making it multiple times. So my thing is, like, if Brady jumps in here and he makes the playoffs and stuff, that's the chip on his shoulder. That's what he wants to do. Now, granted, he wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to be the first quarterback ever to go ahead and play a Super Bowl, in their, you know, in the team's hometown. Like, I think those things are goals that he wants to go and check off because that would just solidify him. Right. Like, like put, put it this way, if Brady wins the Super Bowl with the 10 Bay bucks, he's the greatest American athlete of all time.
0: Stop. First of all, Jackie Robinson is the greatest, the greatest? American no, no, no. athlete of all time. No 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. I'm not talking about revered. I'm talking about in the sense of what they've accomplished. I think he's the greatest American athlete.
1: That's still Jackie Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Before we get before we go there, so let me. So we're <laughs> still in the we're st- are we are we. So uh, forgive me. I should know this. Playoffs is still six teams or is it seven? Still
0: six teams. It goes to uh, the extra team. I believe in 2020. No, no. I lied. That's this year. That
1: happens oh,
0: this, this year. year. Yeah. 17th game um, – yes, it's 17-game schedule. That takes place in 2021 or
1: 2022. Okay. You're lucky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> because if we were to sit here – because in my opinion, it's, it's, it's a 10% chance that the Buccaneers win the division. If I was a good – I would say 90-10, right? If we were to sit here and say, Seahawks – 49ers Rams Vikings
0: Packers. Rams.
1: I, I mean, I, I think the Rams are probably better off to, to get a wild card. Under the under the format, they would have made it last year. Yeah. Okay. Under the format. You know, we're looking at we're looking at uh Saints. Then we're looking at um
0: You say Seattle?
1: No, I said Seattle, San Francisco, uh oh, then we got then we got Dallas, we got Philly. That's probably I'm sitting. I'm sitting here naming guys that you're going to have to say the Buccaneers are going to have to beat out, you know, to- for these wild card spots.
2: The NFC East, right, uh, they're getting one team obviously, and that's because of by default, and they were terrible last year. The the NFC North, they're going to get two teams, right? You're going to have Green Bay, and Minnesota in there, of course. The NFC South, I mean, hey, you may get two teams in there.
0: No.
2: And then the NFC. All right. Well, uh, you, know, you know, maybe, 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 once, maybe right? Maybe two maybe, teams. Maybe, maybe. The NFC, the NFC West. I mean, we don't like, like, my thing is like, yeah, Russell Wilson is gonna go ahead and put that in there. I mean, granted, I mean, a one, you'll be able to speak on the four ers more than I. I don't, I don't We don't know. We, we, I like. I don't know what this season, what last season was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I was really high on them. I know every time I spoke to you, you were like, uh, I'm just not sold on them.
0: No, I let's be consistent. I trust. Everything or I trust everything but Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I mean if they're a shoe-in, like if, if you guys just want to put in a shoe-in, like my thing is like well, I two, think we
1: I think we can get we, we can agree that that's two, two, four, Vikings, six, seven. Right. Well, t- that's why I said you're lucky we are get the seventh. Because I think we can agree Vikings, Packers, and Seahawks 49ers is four. And then if they don't win the division, then you got the Saints and the uh Pack, the, the Eagles or Cowboys. Yeah. So, so there's, there's no making. I don't see them making the playoffs over a Seahawks, Forty ers or a Packers or a Vikings.
2: Maybe we don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, like at the end of the day, like all those, like, like for me to not like, I, I mean, I'm not gonna sit up here and say that the Vikings are gonna go. Like, we won what ten games last year, I think. So I don't know if, if necessarily that the Bucks, the Bucks might be a better team. You know what I'm saying? The Bucs might be a better team. Um, uh, I mean, then I, I still think, like, even the Saints, bro. Like, I mean, things like that, bro. Drew Brees is on the brink of retiring, right? He comes back, he says, "All right, cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on playing." Uh, they lose that playoff game. I think that uh, that that goes into this situation. I, I mean, to me, Michael Thomas, bro, he's always on. He, he's a fireball. Like, there's a lot of variables. Obviously, those are what ifs and assumptions or whatnot. About there's the no variables with up. the
1: Saints, bro. The Saints Kamara. are the <laughs> NFC constant.
2: You can't you can't say that though. They've constantly lost in the first round.
1: No, when I'm they were, talking when
2: about they were, when they were
0: like, highly but favorites,
1: but we perennial well, playoff team. I think you can say that. that's the same playoff team. I'm not talking about winning the Super Bowl. I'm talking about they're going to win their division. If there's one team you look at the four divisions in FC and say who's guaranteed to win their division, it's Saints, and then we'll go 49ers.
2: As much as it hurts me, right? It's almost like we would. Pro- I would probably give the Packers like a year in, year out high pro- higher probability. Then the new, like I said,
0: I the Saints. I can agree with that. I agree with that because you got to think like the Bears have been; they had, they've been inconsistent.
1: Lions are inconsistently yeah. bad, or they're inconsistent. They're not inconsistent. I'm talking about recently. The Packers are not yeah. the pack. The gap between the Packers and the Vikings is not as wide as the gap between the Saints and the next team in their division.
0: But that's but, not but, true because you you've had Carolina, um you had the Falcons, like you've had yeah. teams. That have that have been the reason why the Saints haven't made the playoffs or even one yeah, the, the Saints.
2: Division. Yeah, the Saints missed the playoffs. That's all I'm trying to say. Like they've missed the playoffs. So I like they're not like the Aaron, the the NFC North is almost the Aaron Rodgers invitational. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, like, you know he's gonna go in there, win that, win that uh, you know, he's gonna win, he's gonna beat Detroit out, he's gonna beat Chicago out, and then Minnesota and Green Bay, they split, and Green Bay ends up having a better record. You know what I'm all saying? All right,
0: so. So, we're going, to, we're going to have to pause this conversation because we'll, we'll keep going around forever and ever. This is what I do. I'll post a, a poll up on the website, on, not on the website, at Brains and Bars on Twitter. Will the Buccaneers make the playoffs, yes or no? Yeah. Because I think I think you guys are, are split. I think, Loso, you're sure they're getting in. you got to win in the division. Ward, you're basically saying yeah. that it is because of God's grace <laughs> and the seventh seed that they're going to be able to make the playoffs <laughs> this year. So we'll, we'll have – we'll put that up. Y'all can make y'all arguments there. Y'all can hit us up on that, t- on that subject. All right.
2: And if Minnesota somehow can go ahead and, and, and revive that Odell Beckham rumor, bro, we're in there.
0: They're not getting Odell Beckham, bro. <laughs>
2: All right.
0: So but let's talk draft real quick. Let's go over, over our teams, any players that you guys might feel that um, are going to be good in the league. Um, so we'll start with you, with you, So Vikings team, what do you think the Vikings need, bro? What do you think they need to, to grab in this first round?
2: Let's see the wide receiver or cornerback. I mean, we've literally – I mean, I was cool with them letting Xavier Rhodes go. I was not cool with seeing Stefan Diggs go. However, though, I mean, it is what it is. You know, he obviously wanted to be somewhere else. But um, if it was up to – right, like, if, every, if, if we was in the ideal situation, I would want the best cornerback in the draft which is obviously C.J. Henderson, Florida Gator, chomp-chomp. But um, he's obviously going to be – he's obviously a top-ten pick, and if somehow he falls to the 20s, then all right, cool, we're, we're back in this. Um, so we need a cornerback. I'm, I'm not – I mean, obviously I know it's deep with the wide receiver. We have a lot of – man, I want to say the Vikings have seven picks in this draft. I don't know. I want to say they had seven. I know the Bills kind of were graciously – I mean, we got that first-round pick because of Buffalo. Um, like the reason why we been picking up there is, I was because of Buffalo. Yeah, but, you guys
0: going to pick twenty
2: two and twenty five. Yeah, so oh, oh, we, oh, yeah, so it's gonna be wide receiver, cornerback. You know what I'm saying? And I guess like the the, the cornerback that's probably gonna be available. What they're saying is, oh boy, from Clemson, AJ,
0: AJ Terrell. And so, yeah.
2: and so um, you know, we're gonna see. And then the wide receiver, I mean, it's so deep. So we'll see. We'll see who falls to us. But uh, but I just got a notification though. Literally, it just came up. And it says Vikings entertaining trade offers. GM Rick Spielman says teams could be open making moves with two first-round picks. So everything I'm saying right now—that literally just came up while we we're talking about it. So they're willing to go ahead and deal their two first-round picks for something out there, and we'll see what that is.
1: All right. Um, so I do think the CJ Henderson actually could fall to you that late in the draft. Really. There's one reason why, and it's not because I think C.J. Henderson is not as good. I think teams are going to trade up to try to get these wide receivers. I think that teams think these wide receivers are the real – the real deal. Like, you (laughs) know. And I think there's some – a few different guys that I think teams are – like they have their guy or whatever, you know. Um, Now, to correct you, Ohio State's defensive back is clearly the best defensive back in in the the draft. Um, However – uh the kid from florida uh he, he he's good too so he should be, um i think that i think the vikings show where they're at and just pick up what's the name from lsu if he's there uh, that Jefferson? Like, he's bro i think he's gonna be the best wide receiver out of this draft
0: man i'm a big Cee-Dee lamb guy like D. D. Lamb? when i watch cd lamb i get deandre Hopkins think, vibes yeah I get DeAndre Hopkins vibes, so I think he's gonna be one of the best. Um, but you're right, this class is really deep. It's I'm gonna go to so I, I'm really high on Chase Claypool. Um, you know, he had a really, I mean, they granted he's not Megatron, right? But his combine numbers compare favorably to yeah. what Megatron did at the combine. So yeah. you're right, it's a really deep class, man. Um, War, I get it. You're you live in Kansas City,
1: Chiefs. Supporter, fan. Yeah, Chiefs follower, Chiefs supporter, Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I root for the Chiefs. If I have to pick one favorite NFL team, the Chiefs are my favorite NFL team. Um, so,
0: if you ha- if you are in the GMC, what are you
1: doing? Thirty second pick, trading down. <laughs> I'm saving money, bro. They got like four picks in this draft, or something like that. Four or five total picks in this draft. I don't want to draft anybody that I'm going to have to probably pay in three or four years. <laughs> like, personally, if I could keep these guys intact, you know, outside of that, I'm going offensive line. Uh, I think they're going to uh, – I think they're going to have
2: Before to running back? Huh? Before running back?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they'll go offensive line. I don't, I don't think that um, – I don't think running back is like a – the Chiefs are not – I'm not sitting there saying like that they have to ha- – they obviously don't have to have a good running back you know, yeah, yeah. Like they just, they just, they just won a Super Bowl with, you know. a,
2: a Damian Williams. He was clutch, full of, though. He was clutch. Yeah. He was real clutch.
1: Um, So, yeah, I think they'll go offensive line. Um, I I haven't really looked at the needs chart, but for some reason, like, there's linebackers. I think, I feel like that they need, that they have some linebackers.
0: Linebackers, corner. I mean, I think if you were to slot their highest needs, running back might be third or fourth. I mm-hmm. think you want to look at linebacker number one. Um, they they don't have a linebacker who can cover. So that's a big thing. They don't I don't think they have aggressive linebackers either. I think that's another yeah. um, I think corner because they've let I mean they re signed Rashad Breland. Yeah. I think right now Fenton, Breeland, and uh Shavarius Ward are the only starting cornerbacks on their roster. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Guys. So I think cornerback and I think O line, um, just for depth, I think a center. So Cesar Ruiz is kind of like the guy from the center for Michigan. This guy I've seen slotted as going in the first round or late first round, early day two. Um, so that might be a guy to look at to try to shore that position up. Because Stefan Wisniewski left in free agency, and I forget who their starter was at that position. Um, but interior line guard center would be something I would
1: look at for them. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to look up what pick hey, have.
2: Go get go get Diggs, little brother. If y'all need a corner, then. Um, uh yeah um, trevin
0: trevin i saw some i won't get into it but i saw some interesting intel about him about his his ability to uh anticipate uh, he's very aggressive but they said his anticipation is not good the the running backs
1: seem there's not going to be a first round running back pick i don't think in, uh,
0: in mock i doubt it i think in mocks yeah. uh deandre swift is one i've seen going to the cheap yeah, Chiefs, uh, yeah. Wait, um the swift,
2: they got swift over um jonathan taylor
0: so Swift. I've seen several mocks. I've seen yeah. several mocks where Swift goes. I've seen mocks where Swift
1: and Jonathan Taylor go in the first round. Yeah. Um. Chief second pick is is the end of the second round. Um. I don't know. I I think maybe they might be able to go ahead and trade that 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 thirty two trade down, and they might be able to get one of those three guys: um, Dobbins, Swift, or Taylor, like mid, you know, mid mid second round or something like that. And uh, I think that could be that could be something that they that they probably could do, um, but uh, I mean what the, the whole team's pretty much intact, right? You know, like I, I think that they're they're kind of on the uh, the you know the the we we're back, you know what I mean? Right. They brought so they of the starters last year, the only two
0: that left in free agency were Kyle Fuller and Wisniewski. So twenty of their twenty two starters from the Super Bowl team will be back next year. So they're almost literally running. Man, that's crazy. Uh, by the way, running back that is rising up the draft boards, a guy who became a personal favorite of mine during their run last year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, rising up draft boards, buzz about maybe end of the first round, but definitely a second-round pick. Hmm. That would be a guy that the Chiefs do
1: trade back. Yeah. That would, that's a popular pick. Yeah. Oh well what about you? What about the 49ers? What uh, other than other than starting quarterback, what are their needs? <laughs> they need another they need another corner to
0: start opposite Sherman. So they're definitely they have the 13th and the 31st pick. They traded away um DeForest Buckner to the Colts to get that first round pick. Um I think interior line, they're pretty good. I think linebacking core they're good on. I think they need a corner. I think they need a corner. So I would definitely, you know. <laughs> I, I've seen an executive say that, that the people doing mock drafts have never been more wrong. So if Okuda falls, if uh, C.J. Henderson falls, I, if he's there at 13, um, I can see them taking him. Um, and then, you know, seeing if a wide receiver is available, I would love for them to get either C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy um, at wide receiver. I think that would be super dope to add to their to their So roster. they
1: lost Emmanuel Sanders and then – um, who else did they have?
0: I mean, they just got a bunch. So, I know the GM, uh, John Lynch talked about a bunch of red shirt guys. So, Trent Taylor was on IR last year, um, Jalen, yeah, was on IR last year. Dante Pettis has had playbook and I guess like small discipline issues, but they still believe in his talent. And when he <laughs> played well, he's been really good. So, obviously, right now, kind of your number Debo one is going to be Debo, and yeah. then Kendrick Bourne. So I think they believe in those guys, but it would be nice to see them go and get someone, like I said, Jerry, Judy, Ruggs, Lamb. Um, I'm big, Like I said, I'm big on Chase Claypool. He's a guy who's going to be a bully like Depot. Um, so, I mean, like having those two guys opposite each other would be super dope. Um, but, yeah, I think corner first, wide receiver second um, are the two and probably tackle third um, because – Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Left tackle. I can see his face. But there's some talk about whether or not he's going to be coming back. Oh, Joe Staley. Whether or not he'll be back for the 2020 season. So um, that would be – those are my thoughts, man, like on terms of who they need to get, who they need to grab. Um, Like with the quarantine, like I haven't been keeping up crazy, crazy heavy with like who's some of the risers, who's some of the sleepers out there that, you know, mid-round guys that can end up being stars. Um, But, yo, if y'all been keeping up with it, feel free to hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook and Twitter with your thoughts on the draft. Last thing, we're going to get out of here. I'm concerned that we will not have football in 2020, college or pro. Um, College football, I'm not sure how you can have college football if you can't have students in class. Um, Pro football, I don't know how y'all feel about this. I personally am not a fan of football without fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah, likewise. Um,
0: to me, football without fans only serves to help the rich. And by rich, I mean the owners and the players. Um, so, like, just use it, you know, here locally for us, War. I know you and some of the homies, you know, you guys go to a sports bar, watch games on Sunday, and if you have the Chiefs playing with no fans – and you still can't really go out to a restaurant like it does the city no good. Those concession workers in the stadium, um, the, the, the bar and grills that are dependent upon that income during football season because you know, people are going to show up for 16 Sundays plus Thursdays, plus Mondays. Like it does the economy no good. Um, and so I know the NFL has talked about, and I'll let you chime in. NFL has talked about contingency plans for, uh, fourteen anywhere from a ten to a fourteen game season, depending on what's happening with this COVID nineteen uh, pandemic and whether or not states can,
1: you know, open things up. I'm sure conveniently, um, teams like the Chiefs and the Packers will be taking off Tom Brady's schedule, and so he'll only have to play, you know, ten or or, uh, or twelve of of the of the easy games. <laughs> no, um. Yeah, I don't man, I don't know, you know. Aloso lives in Florida. I mean, they opened up the beaches. They're ready to go, you know, like uh, I just Georgia's
2: heard, open all together.
1: Yeah, I just heard Tennessee, uh, starting April third, every like people are about going back to work, you know, like or not April third, May 3rd or something like yeah. May April thirtieth, you know. Um, I I don't know that the I don't I don't I mean unless unless this thing starts peaking like crazy again. I think people's attention span, according to it, are kind of shot and just like, all right, cool. We did what we can do. Let's get back to life, you know? So, yeah, you know, like... I don't I think it's smart to, but I think that's what we're getting to. People are just very, I mean, they're very impatient, you know?
2: Especially for the NFL. I almost feel like that's a huge... Like, it's a religion, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's no, the same college as college football
1: is a religion.
2: It is, it is. But for the, for the country, though, like... I almost feel like they would they they're going to do everything within their power to let this organization get, get now. Granted, you know, LeBron just made a statement not too long ago. He said, Yo, if this if the NBA season's canceled, I don't know if I would have closure. Like that's what LeBron said. Like he doesn't know if he'll ever be able to have closure. And rightfully so, right? Like year 17 is a chip on his shoulder, he's number one seed, like, and you just you just unplug the game from the wall, you know what I'm saying? Like out of nowhere. <laughs> but for me. I feel that same way. If college ball doesn't happen, bro, because if you look at Florida's schedule, this is our year, bro. Like it's literally a a, (laughs) it's literally a cakewalk. It's literally a cake, bro. We are literally giving the red carpet into the national championship. And I think that yo, if you take this year away from me, I do not have closure. But, But the national champion. But but at the same time, let me say this, man. I mean, think about it, bro. We were the only team that really went touchdown for touchdown with LSU for the majority of the game. Georgia, we literally had the game in our hands. And if you take those two games, bro, we're in the championship. But uh, nevertheless, I will say, man, I think that NFL is going to happen. They, I mean, they're probably going to go ahead and do that little, you know, uh, at least play games with no fans, which is kind of, you know, weird. I don't know how easy that is because at the same time, you're asking players. If it is at risk for people to gather in the stands, you're still asking players to go ahead and gather with each other and then go back home with their family. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a little, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go ahead and open it up, open it up to everyone. Just be consistent. And if you're going to close it down, then close it down to everyone. You know what I'm saying? So like just to go ahead and ask these professional athletes, Hey, come out here, be at risk and entertain us for the Mm -hmm. next couple of months. Um, That's, that's kind of like a a message that I don't know. People want to go ahead and try to sweep under the rug later on. If something does happen so
0: we'll see yeah man I I don't know and from a college standpoint I mean you've already seen the the repercussions of no NCA tournament schools are cutting programs already for certain you know for smaller wow. schools you know like I don't know if schools will survive something thinking HBCUs um, historically black colleges and universities like if they can't get students on campus and into classes like it could be the end of some of these schools existence oh Well, you know, I know there's talk about Texas a and A lot of their fortunes are tied to the oil industry because that's where a lot of their boosters make their money. And, I mean, if you be keeping up with the news, like, that oil is – I ain't never heard of negative numbers when you talk about oil. And, I mean, it's – so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see once we get out of this pandemic, like, what programs are still around. Like, obviously, we root for three schools where their money, their pockets run deep. So they'll be able to maintain, but like we literally be could, could be looking at some haves and have nots for real, for real, once we get out of this pandemic, if we have a shortened season or if we have no season at all. And I mean, like the governor of California said, no large gatherings in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've already ruled out USC, Stanford, Niners, Ra- no, not Raiders, Niners, Rams, Chargers, no fans in their stadiums in 2020, unless something – like, drastic happens where it just goes, okay, this thing is pretty much dead because it, it turns out it is that it's seasonal, right? And we can – but, again, if it's seasonal, once we get into the winter months, it comes back. So, I don't know, man. Like, this is crazy. Y'all let us know what y'all think. Are you guys in tune, in line to watch football with no fans? Do you not care? Um, you know, let us know what you think about the draft. I can't – I am interested to see how this will go because you have a bunch of old men trying to operate technology. And if, and if Teddy Riley and they've and yes. taught us anything is that if old people need to have a literacy test before they get a IT literacy test before they get on the internet. Cause them trying to pin that versus on there was hilarious. They've already said that they had a mock draft for the, for the GMs. Um, there was trouble with getting the number one overall pick in. There was issues with that. There were two teams that were talking about a trade And they were talking to the entire league about about a fake trade. So it's just like, yo, I need a 30 for 30 done on this particular draft. And all like, like war said at the beginning of the show, all the craziness and the stupidity that's going to happen around this draft. It's going to be crazy. One last thing. We'll get out of here. You talked about LeBron. If there is no NBA season, if the season gets canceled, how crazy would it be? If we start to see the, the the true decline of LeBron James when he finally comes back to play basketball, mm. like uh, like eight months later, and we're talking about yeah. this pandemic wiping out his last good chance to win a chip, like yeah, that would be nuts.
2: Yeah, I'm, I mean, like I said, I when he said that statement, bro, I, I like I felt every word. I I, I kind of sympathize, and I'm not like a a huge you know LeBron James fan but I am a LeBron James fan and so you know hearing that and I thought I mean granted you know I thought the Clippers were just as equally as good so you know you'll have people trying to rewrite history later on when they say oh the corona ruined the chance I'm like ah well we don't know that you know what I'm saying the Clippers already beat them two times in the season and you know that was that's going to be a good series and we, and we just don't know what's going to happen I mean but at the same time yeah man if if that ends up occurring I mean, when they do the documentary on LeBron James, that's going to be a huge segment. Um, all of us remembering, like, yo, LeBron at an MVP level. I mean, Giannis is out for the rest of the season. Let's say nothing happens, right? Le- Giannis probably doesn't come back for the for the rest of the regular season. And, and LeBron James most likely wins the MVP award. Like, that's taken away. Like, it's just so many different things that it's just kind of unfair. I mean, but at the same time, it's, it's, you know, it's everyone. It wasn't like, you know, the game was only unplugged for him. It was unplugged for everyone. But I mean, we'll see, man, you know, if the decline does start to happen, which I don't necessarily, I don't think that, I mean, he was just playing at such a high level, bro. That next year, I think that, you know, even if he does decline, I mean, he's still one of the, you know, top 10 player in the league. So we'll see.
1: All right. All right. Ward, any closing thoughts before I uh, shut it down? Yeah, um, Tom Brady is not top ten quarterback in the league. (laughs) Outside of that, um, Colin
2: Colin ranked him as a top ten football player in the league.
1: That's a lie. Yeah,
2: yeah, they ranked him number number ten. Sorry, sorry. that's a lie. But they also, but Colin also put Patrick Mahomes at number four. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah,
1: I considered the source. Yes. um no man uh like i said thanks for thanks for setting this thing up um and uh Loso, so you're welcome to come on anytime you want we'll talk um have have some stuff mapped out try to do it again next week um or the week after um good luck in your battle this weekend uh that's unannounced right now um but appreciate you a1 and uh i'm gonna go do some husband duties and watch some netflix all right so once again
0: everything com. I am award.com. Hit up Charlie Clips TV. Check out the two on two between them and NWX. Check out the homie saga. New record from uh, Dre South featuring Love Nindo. Check out RBE Sharon versus Love Nindo or Street Hymns. Sorry, Street Hymns. Um, soundcloud.com backslash brains of, at brains and bars or brains and bars for all the content or hit us up on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor um yeah search hashtag brains and bars you'll find all the information there lastly twitter facebook at brains and bars man lastly one last thing actually shout out to the homie b Puss and boots gaming the s's are fives new video what the antique kind of is this song of horror episode two check him out support him and until next time we holler y'all till then it's been a black and white and, and hispanic thing man i holler y'all appreciate everybody this <laughs> all right. All right, so I got to bounce.